On this episode of Industry Relations, Rob and I do an Inman Connect recap and talk about possible settlement scenarios for the industry lawsuits. Join us. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is your co-host, the notorious Rob, and always, always, the fabulous Greg Robertson. Woo! And especially fabulous today because I am proud to uh, not announce because it's already been done, but I'm proud to uh, to say I work with the Nate Ellis Award winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hola, Rob. Yeah, um, was a big, uh, a big honor for sure. I mean, I knew Nate. Um, yep. Nate was a, a great guy. Um, yep. You know, he actually got me into kind of the Ari Bar Camp scene back in the day. Yeah. I had, you know, was started to wanted to go to these things, and Nate invited me to one. And as a vendor, I was, you know, looking to way how could I kind of like exploit these to, you know, my benefit. And Nate was the one that kind of gave me the ground rules that this is really kind of a a pitch free zone and and That's kind right. of walked me through that and um, I've always appreciated that. So I mean, it's just a, a great honor. I mean, the guy, you know, Brad and everybody at Inman News was just um, completely uh, great, and I I can't thank them enough. And um, I have enough of an imposter syndrome to like not really think it's real, but. Um, <laughs> And, you know, I had a little fun on stage. I was, you know, raised, uh, there's a lot of pictures on the, on, yep. on social of me, like I yep. won the, the lottery or something. I just was yep. kind of hamming it up for the camera, but you know, it was, it was, it was fun. And uh, I really can't say thank you enough to the, everybody over at Inman and then everybody, all the response to it has been fantastic. So that's sure. That's good. But I, I thank that's you well deserved, man. I mean, in fact, there's a Nate Ellis Award. I find it's about contribution to the industry. And uh, there are very few people who I think uh, have contributed more, you know, than you have. So, like I said, I I'm that. honored to be working with <laughs> the Nate Ellis Award winner. I, I think I have to start changing it up, like the fabulous Greg Nate Ellis Award winner oh, Robertson, God. something, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, is I guess uh, also positive news, but slightly less. I I don't know. Uh, you know, we were up the industry relations. This podcast was up for yeah, we were finalist. we were finalist, right? For what was the category like best podcast or something? Be- best podcast and video is they kind of combined that type of uh, you know in yeah combined it, but yeah, we were up for that. But we did not win. And no, we didn't. The- Winner was uh, Glitter and Gay podcast. Is that right? Is that the name? That's right. Um, and yeah. and and because of that, Rob, I'm I'm announcing a new format change. Yes. Um, for us, and uh, yes. I'm just going to say I'm going to start wearing more glitter. So sure. whatever you have to do to to make the other thing happen, just you know, let I, me know. You know, I I've already <laughs> said my my sexual preference is super straight. So maybe it could be the glitter and super straight. I, I'm I'm down with that. <laughs> Well, I guess we'd have to go the opposite. It's 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 monotone and super straight. <laughs> so so you going forward, you can only wear like black. Right? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's pretty pretty on point anyway. Yeah, and and then what? Am I am I doing some like manosphere content all of a sudden? Yes, you know? Exactly, exactly. You're gonna stay, deliver pill, the liver king or whatever this shit, right? 
No, I mean, oh, it's a, that's Glenda from, uh, she's a, a, a very um, popular realtor out of the yep. Atlanta area and Tyler, I forget his name, but he's, he's on the millionaire real estate, um, yep. uh, Bravo land. And, uh, yep. I've, I've listened to the podcast, uh, a couple of times. Um, you know, it's, you know, they, they do good production value and everything else. Yep. And, uh, it's not, it's not, it's not even close to what the kind of content we're bringing, oh, but, hell no. um, <laughs> but it's great to be a finalist in that kind of stuff. I, it was a complete, a surprise when we got nominated. So it, was, it it made the kind of conference a little bit like fun as we're waiting around to see what was yep. happening for that. Yep. So uh, I did have a chance to talk to Glenda backstage and she's a big cloud CMA user, which I found out. So that was, that was kind of fun to, to hear. Sure. So, um, but yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah. And hey, congratulations to you know, all the finalists yeah, and exactly. to the winner. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think it, for me, like I didn't, we, we talked about, it, we've never expected it. So it's just, it's nice. It's kind of an honor to be even be nominated. Yeah, they had. So. Um, I think. Uh, I think it was Ari Colorado won best MLS or association, and Gene uh, yep. Millman over there. He, I think that was really classy. He brought up some of the staff members there along with yep. him for the award too. Gene is a classy guy. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I can't remember some of the others, but yeah, good, good times All for right. sure. Good times. Okay, so. Um, I figured we'd make this a little bit of like an in-men review kind of thing. Of course, you attended a lot of the events. You moderate a bunch of things. Me, as normal, I just did LobbyCon because that's what I do. Um, in fact, we, we need to really think about like planning that LobbyCon conference now that you are uh, similarly know, yeah. unemployed as I am. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I- because, so give me give me your you know your perspective on Inman you know this year because you know I mean I've obviously it's just from a lobby concept but I have perspectives you know yeah uh, I mean I, um, I think you know a couple things I think um, one topic that we talked about and I think this was kind of we all knew this is going to happen um, just because the market is the attendance was low um, yeah and you know that's that's one thing but I mean you know a lot of stuff that is the function of the market so they've got to deal with that with every whatever they do. Yeah. Um, again, I can't compliment enough the the high production value of the event itself. I mean, the stage, <clears throat> you know, uh, they brought in some good speakers. Um, I went to the CEO Connect thing. Um, it's just they do a really good job of putting on a conference, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, but you know that the attendance thing, I think, just made everything a little bit light on that. Um, We'll see what happens in New York, but I don't, you know, I think any of any any events out there are going to be a struggle to get agents with uh, some discretionary income to, to show up. That, that was my biggest takeaway from this, right? Because this is not Inman's fault, I don't think. You no, know, but no. like this year, attendance was really, really thin. And I heard, and I don't know if this is true or not, I heard a stat that there were like 1,200 total attendees. Yeah, there right? got to be more than that. I, but that's what, it's just a stat. Again, I totally just something I heard. It's twelve hundred attendees and six hundred were vendors. That yeah. ain't gonna work. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. It, it seemed like a lot more than twelve hundred, but I don't know. I don't. I haven't yeah. heard any official anything yeah. officially. But what it says to me is, um, you know, like um, like the overall economy. You know, there's been some Twitter threads, etc. It's like, like, where's the recession? You know, like there's no recession. You know, maybe we're gonna. I'm like. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling like there's a recession in real estate right now because the market is so bad and it's yeah, so Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, the, the low right. inventory, that was a big topic for everybody. Um, yep. You know, there's a lot of panels about, you know, that were directed towards agents that now is the time to kind of double yeah. down. Um, I was talking to a title, uh, a former title rep who ran a big uh, 
title operation here in Southern California and says like, you know, if you can make it through this to the other side and, <clears throat> you know, that's a big if, you're going to do three times more revenue than you ever did, right? So it's, sure. a, it's about a hunkering down situation for sure. Sure. And, you know, the agents there that are still kind of sharpening their saw, so to speak, I mean, maybe, you know, they may, maybe that's what it takes is it takes to kind of invest in those downtimes as well. And, yeah. and, uh, and when other agents are kind of like throwing in the towel to kind of take that business. So, yeah. Um, and that's, it's likely going to happen. I, I just, that was my big sort of meta impression. It's like, oh, you know what? I think real estate industry is actually in a recession right now. Right. Just judging by it. like things like, you know, I remember when Inman's, you know, you go to Inman and every night there's some official sanction, like party after it's lined up and you're trying to pick like, I got to somehow figure out how to get to these three parties, you know, by whatever, CoreLogic and Zillow and Trulia, you know, like, and this year, I don't, I don't even know if there were, what was there like that many, because yeah, there's always like people getting together. Right. You know, yeah. Just, I mean, I, I went to the dinner, reach, but- reach party the night before last, and that was that was pretty that was really fun. Um, and like again, I won't say any names, but I went to quite a few of them. But I'm not sure if they were sanctioned or not, so I don't right. want to get anybody in trouble. Okay, like I, to me, those like you know, you you end up going out to dinner, you go into having drinks mm-hmm. with people, you know, it's like informal gatherings at whatever. But that's always the case in any conference, not just Inman, like literally every conference. I mean, I hosted a gem luncheon. Right, you know, that uh, Greg uh, put on, um, but yeah, it just felt like maybe there's like a new index. We'll call it like the party index for measuring the strength of the economy or something. <laughs> you know, like, well, that's probably <laughs> true everywhere, right? I mean, probably, uh, yeah, for, probably. for real estate anyway, right? I'm sure yeah. uh, there's the less to the champagne flowing at the brokerages on on, uh, on things yeah. or something else, right? Yeah. So, yeah, like that's how I'm feeling about it. Like right now, I think based on Inman, maybe we'll call it the Inman Index. Like I, I think the real estate industry, residential real estate industry is at this point in a recession. They, they, and, they've got yeah. some other things out there. So, you know, we could also look to, you know, uh, NARs coming up in Anaheim. There's got the yep. IOI event in Miami. You've got mm-hmm. Blueprint, which I hear a lot about. I haven't been to that at all. It's um, awesome. Blueprint's really good. Yeah. So, you know, there's a few things going on there. Yep. All right. So that's the overall kind of, you know, vibe and economy. What about content? Because like I said, I didn't go to any of those. So I like the, I mean, you know, so I was, I moderated about, I was, I think it was on one panel and then moderated three others. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I really like there. I mean, Emin News did, I think, a write-up of, of all that. So at CO Connect, I was on a a panel uh, regarding whether or not, um, <clears throat> you know, how, how big of a deal this the lawsuits are, what the aftermath is. And I got yeah. a lot of shit because they wanted to, yeah. you know, rate on a scale of one to 10. And I, I said three. And, you know, James Wiggins yeah. and- Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget the other guy's name. Is, is that your true opinion or were you just kind of taking that well, stance you know, for the purpose I, of entertainment? Right. I, I think that's a great question. So um, I think in the in, as a moderator, when you're on a panel, especially I think as a moderator, I mean, mm-hmm. there is a little bit of a theater there and, and nothing's more boring than everybody agreeing with themselves, right? So right. Uh, I, I took a little bit more of a contrarian thing. I mean, maybe I'm not a three, but, you know, it's, it's a little bit, I think we've talked about this before. I just- um, 
I believe that at some level we've got to settle this. Somebody's going to settle this because there's just too much at stake. Um, and I do believe that now, you know, whether that happens this year or in the, in the, the second appeals process, you know, I think if you're going to go, if you're going to go for it, you go big that first offer, uh, and try to get all this thing wrapped up. Um, sure. now J- James especially <laughs> had a lot to say about that. He did. Um, but, but uh, and I know Russ Cofano is a lawyer. I mean, what, you know, what was, what did he say? Oh yeah, it was Russ was the last of the uh, third one. That's right. Um, Russ is, you know, super smart. Um, I always enjoy it. Yeah. I always enjoy reading him and he had a podcast. I'm not even sure if he's done that anymore. Cause it's been a while. Um, I think everything all at once was it, was it, was that something like that? Uh, anyway, um, <clears throat> no, he was like 11 of a, t- you know, he was like an 11. Oh, he was even more than James. No, I think they're about the same. They were, a, you know, a 10 or 10 and an 11 there. Um, yeah. And he had some more, I think, uh, procedural things about like, well, how, how would this work, which makes him mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more doubtful on things. But, uh, you know, maybe we should get Russ on this podcast. That would be great. But, you know. Yeah. Because uh, I obviously have, I, I think I'm a 12, right? You know, I think I've right. long been. I, in fact, a friend of mine came up during Inman and was like saying something about um, how some teleconference or something, someone mentioned something like, you know, we can't all be doomsayers like Rob, you know, this commission lawsuit. I'm like, I'm not, I don't think I'm a doomsayer. I'm just pointing out what I think, you know, is happening. Uh, so it'd be cool to see if Russ, maybe Russ ends up between us, right? Like right. if you're the... If you're the positive, nothing will change and everything will be fine. We'll settle this and it'll go away. And I'm the meteor is about to impact. Like everything's going to get wiped out. Maybe Russ will end up being kind of in the middle. It's like, you know, it'll be bad, but it's not going to be extinction, Rob, you know, so. Yeah. And, you know, it it, it depends on what what do you mean by what's the aftermath? How bad will it be? Like, you know. As, and we had, you know, we had, you know, I came a little early, and we had our own kind of like meetings on on stuff. Sure. And we talked about, um, you know, the fact of like, even if you have these high dollar kind of things they throw around, like this is going to be twenty billion, two hundred billion dollars is the sure. net damages or was something. Well, I mean, I could sue you for twenty, you know, two hundred billion. Sure. Who fucking cares? You don't have it. Right. Right. So, right. so at, at some point, and, and the attorneys, they're not knights on a shiny, you know, white knights on shining armor trying to protect the consumer. Nope. That's not who these guys are. These guys are here nope. to fucking make money and they're here to make money for as little effort as possible. So, okay, if I'm going to threaten you with $200 billion and you're going to laugh at them and go, well, you know, go ahead. I'm, I don't have it. Okay, so it's going to be a back and forth of like, okay, what is the most I can get for you from you in the least amount of effort time? And I think that's that's what's going to be the prevailing factor here that happens is that, you know, we're all going to kind of have to come up with that. So um, should I should I mention the topic and then, you know, we talk about it in a future episode or do you want to get into it in this episode? Yeah, we can get podcast. into it this episode, sure. All right, so here's the thing. I mean, I've had those conversations as well. And the thing I keep pointing out is, uh, it would be wise, I think, for real estate people, leadership, to take a look at what happens in bankruptcy, right? Because I wrote about it briefly. I touched on it in one of my Substack posts, right? Like the thing that people are sort of forgetting is, okay, fine. Let's say you're uh, you know, some large MLS. 
You're not a defendant today. So take Sitzer. Let's just use Sitzer because that's the first case that's coming up, right? Okay. Uh, for example, Heartland MLS is not a defendant, right? But they are a co-conspirator. You know, they were named, kind of not named by name, but, you know, they talked about MLS and local associate control MLS as a co-conspirator, okay? So let's say that does, that uh, case comes down to $10 billion. I completely agree. Nobody's paying $10 billion. Like, no one can afford $10 billion. I completely agree, right? That's okay. We're going to plead in Heartland, right? I say, well, we don't have $10 billion. So to your point, it's like, I don't have it. So you could claim all you want, but I don't have it. Right. The next step after that to me is where the, the the opinions diverge. You're right in that the lawyers aren't doing this for the goodness of their heart. You know, they're not reformers. I don't buy that for a second. This is this is not the NAACP bringing a lawsuit. Is my point right? So what are they? You think they're going to settle, right? My thing is, what if you don't settle? What happens? Well, I mean, if you don't settle, I mean, then it's a bankruptcy situation. Right. Okay, right. what are the assets of That's right. of the MLS and That's I mean, right. there's there's really to me maybe some hard assets like a building, but I mean again, that gets all into that gets all into like who wants to like you know, I if I'm a, if I'm an attorney, I'd bring it down where I can get as much cash out of you without having to go through as I said, what is the most amount of money I can get without with the least amount of freaking issues? No, right? I completely agree. Yeah. I completely agree. But let's just okay. take Heartland. Or, you know what? MLS PIN, because MLS PIN had a settlement. So it gives us an idea of the financials, right? So let's say Heartland comes and says, listen, we don't have the money. We can give you $3 million, right? We give you $3 million bucks. That's what um, they settle for. The question is, what is Heartland MLS worth as an, as an entity, as an enterprise? Right, that's throwing off a certain amount of revenue every year, and I, I don't know what that number is, but let's well, say it's whatever. It, it might be a nonprofit, right? So it might be not throwing off anything. No, but they still have revenue. Is my point, right? Like you're a nonprofit, so you don't generate a profit, but there are subscription fees, right? That like go to Heartland pay, MLS pay the makes cost revenue. of running it. Yeah, right. Plus the cost of running it, but what? So what's the enterprise worth? If let, let, let's say I were to go to the owners of Heartland MLS, which are realtor associates, not for profit. Say, I want to buy Heartland from you. What will they ask for? Right. Right. Let's well, say they would say, we want 50 million for it. Right. I'm just pulling numbers out of my ass because right? okay. I don't know the numbers. Well, I mean, but again, say, you have to think about, and again, this goes back to the work thing. You know, they might have bylaws that say that they cannot be purchased, right? That there's some sort of. Sure. You know, th so all sure. that have to be unraveled as well, right? Sure. My, all I'm saying is, what is the enterprise value of Heartland MLS as an ongoing company, right? Let's say it's fifty million, right? I'm the lawyer. You come back to me with, look, man, we can pay you three. Uh, yeah, but you're worth fifty, right? And the minute you go into bankruptcy, I, as your largest creditor, own all your assets. And you're right. The assets are minimal. They're all, uh, you know, like the build, the hard assets are very few, right? But you know what you do have that are assets? You have the data, right? You have all those contracts with all the brokers and agents, and you are a local monopoly. So I say, fuck it. I'll just take your assets. And then your nonprofit, for-profit doesn't matter because I'm not buying the company. I'm buying all the assets. So I own all your equipment. I own all your contracts. I own all the all of it. 
right? Now, I'm a lawyer. I don't want to run a fucking MLS. Like, can we agree, right? That's not the point here. Could I find somebody who's willing to buy that from me for $20 million? I bet I could. I bet I could. Private equity fund, you know, maybe a very large company that runs a commercial MLS. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe, who, who, I, I bet I could. And that's the piece I think a lot of folks are missing on this, right? Because now that's MLS, right? Not ticket brokers, right? Like I, I've named as co-conspirators a whole bunch of brokers in Missouri, right? Okay. I say, hey, you owe me $10 billion. Can't pay it. I'm bankrupt. Cool. You don't just get to say I'm bankrupt. Then I take all your assets. What are your assets? You don't have any. Right, but you know, do have you have a whole bunch of uh, data, you have a whole bunch of listings, you have a whole bunch of independent contract agreements. It's probably not worth a whole lot, but could I take over and then sell you to somebody else for ten cents on the dollar? That would be more than what you would offer me in a settlement. That's the whole key thing. It's like if if what you're able to offer me in a settlement conversation is more than what I think I could get by bankrupting you, taking all your assets, and selling it to somebody else then sure, I'll settle. Because like I said, these lawyers are not, you know, they're not, uh, you know, good, good Samaritans, right? They're not doing this for changing the rules of, like, they don't give a fuck. They want to get paid. So that's the whole thing. And I don't think people are taking that seriously into account. Yeah, I think, you know, a couple things there. So, you know, first of all, there really is no, and I know you've been talking about this for a long time as far as MLSs should figure out what they're worth, right? There's no yes. current market sure. for you know, real estate associations and MLSs, right? So that, sure. that market has to be kind of, you know, created. These things that a lot of times are typically set up only as uh, nonprofits, right? Agreed. And then, so there would have to be a really s seismic shift in, you know, the way that we do real estate, right? Because those would be not about NAR at all because they're private entities now. They mm -hmm. would have... You know, it's just, I, again, that sounds like, as I said before, too much fucking work in order to like, you know, in, in order to extract that, right? So I would just go back to what I said before is like, okay, that's, I don't want to fucking create a market for MLSs and associations, come up with a valuation that's going to take a long time. Then I have to change I, the structure of the, of these, of these entities to be not nonprofit so I can extract something. No, the, I, I have to tell because I have to. I have to show the people that are buying it that they're going to be able to extract yeah. revenue from it. You um, and then you have this, the bro. and then you have the risk of, well, what if the what if the dogs don't eat it? Meaning, what if the realtors? Okay, this is now owned by CoStar or mm -hmm. you know whoever private equity fund. Yeah, some private equity fund. Stonebridge private they equity don't, fund. They yep. don't want to, you know, contribute to that. The brokers don't want to do that, right? Um, that might, you know, what are the choices? I, I, there's a lot of ifs. Well, there could be other choices. I mean, I, there's some people I know of that are, you know, are, are making other MLS systems out there, right? But that, so, they don't exist today, right? Correct. So, okay. So here's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I, again, I don't disagree with you in any way, shape or form, right? It, like I'm saying the thing that people don't talk about enough, this is the problem. I have no idea what the actual number of subscribers at Heartland MLS is. Do you know offhand? KCRAR? Well, I, probably 20. We could probably take it up. Let, let's say it's 10,000, right? Right. Again, I, it's probably more, but let's just say it's 10,000 people. I'm looking at their fee schedule right now, right? 
Heartland MLS charges $75 a quarter. So 25 bucks a month, right? Per subscriber. Yeah. It's cheap. It's dirt cheap. But it's 25 bucks a month times 10,000, $250,000 a month, right? Plus there's some, you know, office fees and shit like that. I'm saying you have revenue. So you just a discounted cash flow. It's not that hard. I mean, it'll take but some junior but analyst an but, afternoon. But again, if I'm a, if I'm buying it, you know, no, you're, I you're want, thinking I that want... you're going to buy the entity. You're not buying the entity. That's my point. I'm saying that 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 Heartland MLS throws off. Let's say, you know, whatever, three, four, five million dollars a year. It right? doesn't. Well, when you say throw off, I mean, you're revenue. not talking. You're not talking about net profit. No, no, revenue, just straight revenue. Okay, right? well, so it's not throwing that. It's using that funds to actually keep the, the enterprise going. No, I, I understand. My point is you can value an enterprise based on cash discounted cash flow, just straight revenue. Okay. It's not a great model, right? I'm saying if, I, if I'm if i a third-party private equity fund, I could just look at your revenue and say, okay, you know, I think you're probably worth this, right? And by the way, you've been throwing off this amount of revenue, cash, for the last 70 years. Because you're a local monopoly. Once I take it over, to your point, it's like some local brokers and agents might be like, we don't want to do it here. But hey, man, in the meantime, where are you going to put your house? Like you you have to sell a house for your seller. Where are you putting it? Right? If you're not putting into Heartland, where are you putting it? Like that becomes a thing. So it's not that hard, I think, for some private equity fund or some analyst to be like, hey, you know, the, the this Heartland MLS thing is worth $10 million. So we can we'll buy it for twenty cents on the dollar. We'll give you two million dollars for the assets there, right? Because as the the lawyer, you just go in. Okay, we're just wipe you out. You're bankrupt. We're gonna take all your assets and we're gonna sell all the assets, including all the contracts and all of it, to this private equity fund, right? And then the issue becomes: what are you offering in settlement? Because that's the whole thing, right? So if Harley says, okay, we'll offer five million, right? So okay, five million. Versus, what can I sell this for? What can I sell the pieces for? Five millions more, we'll settle. Well, right? what, what can I sell that, the pieces for? We'll settle. Well, what, right? what, what can I sell the piece for and how much hassle is it, right? Yeah. Sure, sure. The thing I will point out about that is people think this is like some sort of, because I've heard this. I, I mentioned this to a friend of mine. It's like, well, Rob, nobody thinks like you. You're just as, I'm like, yo, nobody thinks like me in real estate, <laughs> Like in corporate law and finance, this is like I'm I, I'm a nobody. It's very very basic. Like yeah, of course, like yeah. And I'm saying Cohen Milstein and some of these law firms that are involved in these, and the one out of Massachusetts, I don't think it's big enough. I'm I'm really shocked by Izzard Ken, Kendall or whatever. Right? I'm like those guys know bankers. They know investment bankers. They know private equity. Like maybe they it's went not through a big this deal pro- to be like hey man but, but again maybe maybe you don't you don't know and i don't know maybe they went down this road and discovered there wasn't really any buyers out there maybe yeah. that's entirely possible i i somehow doubt it i somehow doubt it right because so, if MLS so, pen- so now you're saying that these these attorneys aren't even considering that option consider what option the one you just went through no i think i think they probably are i would be shocked well, if Cohen milstein a company of that size and that sophistication have not already had conversation or they're not already fielding phone but, calls. But I mean, they, they took the $3 million, though. Cohen Milstein didn't. Izzard Kindle did. Right? That's the oh, yeah, law sorry, firm out of stuff. Massachusetts. But you know, I'm right. saying that Izzard, Izzard took the money. They took the money from And you don't, you don't think MLS that they considered pin. selling it off? I don't know if they did. I, I I just don't know. I don't have the answer to it. Like, hey, man, if you are so listening- So they could have. They could have like- They could have. 
I could think have, they like, could have said, screw it. We're going to take yeah. this to the end. And at the end of it, we're going to get a judgment for – because that was a follow-up to the settlement, which we got to talk about, by the way, at some point. Maybe not this one. Where they reveal that they think there are 300,000 class members, right, who they think have paid too much you know, in – Commissions. All right, three hundred thousand. Yeah, well, they, they're going to come up with as big a number as they can, right? Yeah. Of course, but I mean that. So, if they're saying three hundred thousand potential plaintiffs in that class, times let's just say five thousand dollars each. I mean, that's you know, what I mean, that's like no one can pay it. Kind of funny already. Right. They could I mean, have taken it, over MLS pen. Is my point. And they well, chose I mean, not okay. To. Let, let me go down and 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 put your hat on and just say let's let's yeah. say that's again. I don't. I don't. I just don't think there's a market there. Get a little closer. Your audio is a little fading. Yeah, sorry. Maybe, let's go down the road. Like I'll go down the road of this. So the way I would imagine it is if I'm a, let's say, private equity, right? So I'm just having gone through this game a bit. I would go and I would I would say, okay, yeah, this local monopoly, um, it's a nonprofit entity right now. Yep. Let's say that I know how to like unravel that shit and do whatever else. Now it's a for-profit entity owned by me, and the dues are. What do we say the dues are? You know, that seventy-five dollars a quarter, so yeah. twenty-five bucks a month. Yeah. So then I just say I raise the dues to a hundred. Yep. And then it's I already know it's break even at the seventy-five. Yep. And then boom, that goes back to my that that extra twenty-five dollars a. That extra hundred dollars a year goes right back to my LPs. Yep. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, I just think it's a lot of work to get to that to that point, right? Um, no, it, it, so my this is my point, right? It would normally be a lot of work, right? What shortcuts it is this nonprofit just declared bankruptcy because they owe me a billion dollars. Right. So instead of me taking a billion dollars from them, they're going to declare bankruptcy. I'm going to take all their assets. No, I, I get I get what you're saying. I mean, it's and then just, I just sell that still all a the pro- assets. There's, but there's still a process. If you buy a company, I mean, just because they go bank, well, uh, maybe not. I mean, if they go bankrupt, you're not buying does the company. Mean- this is the important part. You're not buying the company. Right. You're buying the assets. You're, you're, and you're not even buying it because this, you know what? Since we're in real estate, the best way to think about it, this is no different than a foreclosure. Right. Hey, you owe me money, right? And you can't pay me, so I'm going to foreclose on your house. I will take possession of your house, and then I'm going to sell that house at auction for you know twenty cents on the dollar, or whatever it is, because I don't care. I'm just trying to get money back. That's how this will work. Where the law firms would be like, "Oh, okay, you're bankrupt now. Cool. We take all your assets, right? And then we auction it off to private equity funds, who are willing to operate essentially in MLS." Right. And yeah, then the whole nonprofit entity, realtor stuff, all that's out the window because you don't exist anymore. It's just we just took your assets and all your contracts. And the brokers and agents still have some place they can put in their information. Right. And it's the same system they're used well, to. I like mean, nothing changes. When you buy assets, though, then you have to rehire all the people. You have to, sure. I mean, sure. The, sure. the there's contracts there's i mean sure. it's i mean it's still a it's still a boatload of work. It's, it's yeah i'm not saying it's like a tomorrow my point is yeah if i'm a private equity fund if i'm a cup you know maybe it's a another mls right right maybe i don't know some mls somewhere settled mls pin mls pin already settled right okay imagine this so mls pin now comes and says hey you know lawyers when you bankrupt that mls we'll buy all the assets of that mls 
Right. right. And now MLS Pin, because they're around, right, becomes the largest MLS in the country through acquisition. Right. Right. It's like we have staff, we know how to do this, and then the brokers and agents are all right, cool, we don't care because as long as we can do our business. And this is the stuff that people aren't thinking. And this is just with MLSs. I'm saying apply this logic now to brokerages. Right? Whatever, there are 10,000 brokers in Missouri, every single one's about to go bankrupt. Cool. I'm the lawyer. I take all the brokerages, all their assets, all their book of business, and I flip it to some other brokers. Like, I'll buy that. Right. right? Let's okay, let's go down a road though where and, and, and I kind of made a similar statement at this, on one of the panels is, okay, so assuming you're everything, all this, all that what you're kind of saying to me really um, bolsters my feeling that this is never going to- be a settlement. There'll right. be a settlement because- no, and, and So I'm a Hold on, hold on, because no, you're talking on, about- let, let me clarify this so you, you can respond. Like what I'm saying is, I'm not saying there can't be a settlement. What I'm saying is the assumption the settlement price will be super low is the wrong one. The settlement has to be high enough that as the law firm, I have to go, I'm better off taking the settlement than bankrupting you, taking your assets and selling it. Right. That's my but point. We've, we've gone through this a little bit back in the day with civics, right? So um, the civics lawsuit was that there was a, a patent troll basically out there that you know had a patent that if you put a a, a pin on yeah, a map for a property, yeah. right? So yeah. Um, and what the industry did is it, you know, basically went around to a lot of all the vendors, associations, and MLSs, yep. and said, "We need to. We have an opportunity to settle this thing. Pony up." Um, sure. And and uh, I remember this well. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, WNR participated in this. Yep. People um, wrote. Forget, yep. We wrote yep. checks, and and then it went away, and everybody was kind of covered underneath that. If That's I'm right. like, so I, you know, you're just talking about the vendor ecosystem for MLS association. Association management systems, the the portals that all yep. rely on this kind of good, you know, great MLS data, um, the Wall Street that takes some of this data, um, and then that's that's the small part. Now let's go into mortgage. That like now you're threatening all the loans and yep. the title yep. and all that stuff out there. There is there there could be a appetite where or you know, NAR right so. Uh, maybe it doesn't have to be so low, but maybe there's a path where they can go to everybody and say, listen, um, NAR members, we've got this thing in front of us. We're going to, yep. you know, I own a income property in a, uh, you know, a condo complex, right? Well, fuck the roofs. There was a lot of damage due to, you know, hail or something. And sometimes I'll get us not here, but just as an example, a special assessment, right? You know, well, this year we're going to tack on, you know, $150 per, you know, per quarter because we've got to fix sure. these roofs. Sure. And then, you know, they say it goes away at the end of the year, but somehow it doesn't go away sometimes. But in this case, maybe it's like, hey, we every member's got to pay 400 bucks extra this year. Sure. What's 400 times 1.5 million, right? And then you do that over three years. Um, mm -hmm. there, there could, they could find a way to find more money in this sense enough to convince these lawyers like hey listen i mean we're not gonna we're not gonna kind of pomat you know uh poor mouth you here but you know here's our plan and this is how we would get to it and i think sure um you know maybe maybe you know maybe there's like that that hybrid thing kind of like if if you can look at civics and, and any sort of like uh example of that happening again i look i i don't disagree and, and like uh you know 
I've had those conversations with other people who are really smart and they get it. My only disagreement with them is there's a number being thrown around the industry, right? Because I think Ed Zorn came up with a number of about $2 billion for the settlement. That right? fucking sounds like a lot of money to me. It's it's not. It's bupkis, right? How is it bupkis? Like, $2 billion? For the entire real estate industry? Yeah, yeah. that's bupkis. Yeah. NAR itself, just NAR, has assets of a billion dollars under Form 990. That's just NAR. And so you're you talking about every- like more than twice of what NAR is yeah, worth. I, I, I think the number that's is actually fucking probably- a lot. That's a big Dude, number. I think the number is closer to $20 billion for yeah, the again, entire real estate you, industry. You would have to show me how you get to that. Let's do, let's, let's do that on the show. Uh, I'll show you, you know, how to my logic behind it. Um, but let's, let's, but the simplest way to think about it is, uh, granted, this year is like real estate recession. So we're probably going to be around 4 million homes sold and, you know, whatever. Last year, there was $100 billion in commissions. Yeah, you're talking about unicorn years though, man. That, that, those, those years okay, will fine. never come back again. In an average year, we'll call it $60 billion in commissions. That that reasonable? Well, okay, but that now you're bringing in the mortgage part, the loans. No, no, no. This of is just this is. just real estate commissions. Oh, commissions. Okay, all right. Just real estate commissions of sixty billion dollars in an average, like 2018, 2019. 60 to eighty billion, right? Roughly. That's the, right? the the irony of this is that if they get money off of the commissions in the past to make them shrink in the future, I know, right? <laughs> it's just its own fucking. I know. Oh my god, Jesus. So, we could get through how I get to that, like that twenty billion. I'm just saying it's about sixty billion in total commissions. I understand that agents take most of it. I, I do. I'm just saying, but between brokers, realtor associations, and MLSs, there. I think if you were to talk nationally and you want to do a settlement across the board with everybody, I think the number is closer to twenty. So you go after if you're not the realtors. With, what? What's that? That money's gone. That you're going to go after realtors because he's dead. No, my point is most it's, of that. No, that, that it's, Dude, my point is simply like there's going to be sixty billion in commissions coming up next year, right? And then year after that, every year, like granted, with the rules change, maybe it's more like thirty billion. But still, I'm just saying there's evidence suggests that real estate industry throws off somewhere between sixty and eighty billion dollars in commissions okay. every year. And that, and and right? who gets that money? All sorts of different people: agents, brokers, but vendors, mostly MLSs, agents, right? right? I mean, it's commissions. Mostly, mostly agents. agents. I agree. No, I right, agree. So, so that that okay. that means that you're gonna every you know NAR member you're gonna you're gonna send them a bill for what's what's no, sixty what's twenty what, what do you say twenty billion? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I can. Even I, I'm saying for a settlement zeros. amount is twenty billion. Uh, Jesus. I think. Right. And if you bankrupted every brokerage, right, every franchise goes up to that. Every MLS, every realtor association, and took all their assets and all their cash flow. I think you get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I'm saying uh, if we're going to do settlement, then yeah, a national global settlement, I think the number is closer to 20. I, again, and, somebody's got to show that, me the math. I'd be happy to, but that changes the entire conversation, my point. Right. Like I think the reason why people well you that changes and the conversation our- is like okay you're high, uh, not um, and just only numbers but you know, you're taking some sort of medical or uh, or non prescription mm-hmm. drugs, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, 
my my response is 1.5 billion now if we're going to get fucking stupid but greg my point is if if i could bankrupt all of you take all your shit and then sell it for 20 billion why would i settle for less nobody wants to fucking bankrupt 1.5 million agents if i'm the lawyer why do i not want to bankrupt all the all the companies so i could sell you all for pieces and make 10 billion again but most if you're if you're if you're saying that if you're using the Agents' commissions to be the the reason Look, for I'm, your no. I'm saying that's just like a rough sizing of the size of the residential real estate industry. Right, but you're using a metric of the cash has gone primarily to individual real estate agents. Sure, fine. So, then, so, so let's so, let's do an easy one. We know that the average brokerage split is fifteen percent, right? Top line, their profits are way below that, but the top line average revenue split is about profits. fifteen, right? But you know. Like that seems reasonable. Would you say that's reasonable? Fifteen percent. I I don't know that. I don't know that industry as far as the uh, economics of running a brokerage. We'll call it ten percent. Uh, I've always heard that right? the reason they, they call themselves brokers is because they're broke. But go yeah, ahead. I know, right? Putting broke in brokerage. My point is, like, let's say it's ten percent on average, and so it's just, just brokerages, right? All whatever, however many thousands they generate about eight billion in cash flow. Well, I, I would say probably a lot more brokers are used to declaring bankruptcy than than most agents. Sure, but yeah, <laughs> sure. So you know, push comes shove. I'm a large whatever, and you look at the valuation of some of the larger companies. Like, what's EXP's value? Their market cap right now, right? So if I went to EXP and said, "Listen, I'm going to bankrupt all your competitors and I'll sell all of those to you for ten cents no dollar," right? Twenty cents no. That's one point six billion. So I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying it won't. I'm not saying a settlement won't be done. All I'm suggesting is that the price for settlement, I think, is going to be significantly higher because what everybody's forgetting is there is this other option. In other words, the way it's presented is this: the way it's presented is either you settle or you get nothing. Right? Hey, hey, Mister Lawyer, you big hotshot, you know, fancy pants lawyer, you can either take my settlement off or you get nothing because we'll all declare bankruptcy. And I'm like, no, there's another option. It's like, cool, declare bankruptcy. We'll take all your shit now, sell it for pieces. I think we need to at least take that into consideration as we're talking about it. That's all right. I'm saying. Not that there won't be a settlement. Not, not, I'm not saying that. Of course, there can be a settlement. We just saw one happen, right? But if 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 you're one of these lawyers and you've got one of these once in a lifetime opportunities for intergenerational wealth, you're not going to just give it away. You're going to right. find I, every conceivable no. way to maximize how much money you can get. Right. So I guess, the, you know, what it comes down to then in a sense is, and, and again, it's, it's effort versus, you know, yeah, whatever else, but you know, yeah. whatever spreadsheet you're going to believe, right. You know, when, 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 NAR, whoever has to do a good job and say, let me tell you why two billion is a great deal for you. That's right. Right? That's right. And and here here's how we can do this, and this is uh, yep. we're done tomorrow, yep. versus what you would have to do to get right. more and what the path is there. Yeah. Um, somebody has to do a good job of explaining, you know, I know you want to to twenty billion and sure you could possibly get that, but let me let me walk you through the steps of what that's gonna yep. take for you. Rather than today, you know, taking away, you know, one of the biggest law, you know, uh, winnings of of all time, right? Sure. Um, yeah, and we'll 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 see what happens there for sure. We'll see what if, happens, right? And then you know, then again, I, I never thought NAR would get you know this whole uh, 
DOJ thing, um, they won that. I mean, so yeah. we, yeah. we don't know. I mean, we don't know. And, and, and from all accounts that I hear is that NAR is still very comfortable with their case, right? So, you know, we'll yeah. see what happens. So, like I said, I didn't want to, like, we need to have more episodes around this. I, I just wanted to point out, like, this idea that we'll just settle it and it'll go away. I'm like, I don't think so, man. I don't think it's just we'll settle and go away. You know, that cost of that settlement, I think, significantly higher than what most people in the industry are even willing to conceptually, like, wrap yeah, their head and around. Yeah, and then you can see that the, the, the plaintiffs could go, well, let me show you my spreadsheet of why how I think $20 billion is pretty easy for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Right? So or easy know, or not. Easy or not, this is what we're going to need because yeah. otherwise we'll just bankrupt all of you. We'll take all your shit and then we'll sell for peace for $10 billion. Yeah. So it, it is, it's it's a game of chicken. I mean- It is a game of chicken, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens It is happens a game there. of chicken. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that was my only point you know, around that. And yeah, we could do a future episode where we walk through the math and be like, here's what the assets are. You know, here's blah, blah, blah. But like I said, I mean, I just looked at NAR's 990 and they have like a billion dollars in assets. And most of it is marketable securities. So- you know, fine, declare bankruptcy. You'll get at least a billion out of NAR. You know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> at least a billion out of that one company you're telling me you're going to offer me two. You know, I bankrupt them. I bankrupt Realogy, Home Services, Keller Williams, Remax. I mean, those are the named defendants. I think I get two billion. That doesn't seem, you know, that extraordinary to me. You know, like, it's it's not. So I'm like, let's... Let's calm down about like settlement will solve all our problems. It's not quite that easy is all I'm getting at. Like it's, yeah, it's a bigger it's just, deal. I, I don't know where – maybe where I come from. It just sounds – $2 billion sounds like a shit ton of, shit ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, it is. I mean I don't, I don't have a fraction of $2 billion. I'm just saying yeah. it is, of course, in absolute terms. I'm just saying for the American residential real estate industry, which is $33 trillion asset class, $2 billion is like, come on. It's a joke. You know, compared to the size of it, but anyway, I you know, like I said, I didn't. I wanted to just kind of do an Inman repeat. So let me, yeah, let me no, and, transition completely. And I promise you, we will do another future episode, especially if our listeners want it. Want it? We will talk about. Kind well, of maybe we can get Russ on, like you said. That he might be a good guy to bring on. You, sure. I think that would be great because you know, or Ed, or you know, one of these other guys. Um. The other topic I heard, and I was looking at the sort of the the uh, thing, was like AI. Like everything is AI, and I understand AI is going through the hype cycle. Like, what was your take on all that? Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to like AI, 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 AI. I mean, you know, here's here's to me what, and I'll credit some other, you know, podcasts that I listen to and everything else about AI is. And then we can wrap here. I see Meriden's kind of telling us is that this is a it is a transformational technology, but right, this isn't something that you know. If you're a big company, this is going to only help you be, be better and bigger, right? Um, I still think that that's right. From what I think, I just don't know if you're going to a small guy is going to be able to really use this to leverage to be a, a big company. The big company is the one that's going to benefit the most here, right? Mm -hmm. And they're already using it. They have been using it. So they're going to see, um, you know, the most benefit of this because of their scale. Um, but, you know, for the smaller companies and vendors, I think it's going to make uh, developers more productive with the co-pilots that are being announced. 
Um, but as far as, you know, like I was, I always joke about this and this is kind of my marketing campaign around my book, The Art of the CMA is that, you know, Zillow can't smell the cat, right? Meaning mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. there's only some sort of, you know, a computer algorithm can only do so much. A Zestimate can only do so much. Well, let me, I'll say this, uh, chat GPT can't smell the cat either. Right. Right. So, uh, I, I just, I just think, yes, it has the ability to make, uh, humans more productive. Um, and there's a lot different ways of using it, but most of the stuff that I, I, I'm reading here and listening to is just bluster about that. They need to kind of say AI now to make themselves, uh, um, you know, so relevant. The, the thing I'm something. curious about is this. Right. So, I mean, I've gotten in some Twitter things about AI and whatever, and I certainly have my opinions around AI. I think it's a lot of hype right now. But as a general matter, um, my response, it's, so the the thread was something like AI is going to make real estate agents, you know, like the AI will put real estate agents out of business. I'm like, no, that is bullshit. It's, to your point, AI can't smell the cat, right? What I did say, though, was agents using AI will put real estate agents out of business. Right. So the fundamental thing around that is any technology, right, makes you more productive. Otherwise, it's not technology. Like, how much productivity can you have? Right. Because the, the issue is there are only so many homes sold. Right. And it, as, as we have, are seeing so clearly in this crazy yeah. ass market, it's all macroeconomics, right? It's all interest rates and stuff. So if there are only 4 million homes sold this year, then one agent getting much more productive necessarily means some other agents are going to get less productive, right? Because they're going to win the yeah. contract. They're going to win the purchase. Yeah. So I guess I'm curious, like, do the vendors, the AI people talking about this, do they acknowledge this fact? Do they go, listen, AI is transformative technology. It's coming. Real estate agents aren't going away because, you know, AI can't smell the cat. However... A lot of you are going away because the agents who are using AI will make you go away. Like, do, do, are they talking about that at all? Well, it's the same thing with tech, you know, technology tech now. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can look back even since uh, I, I was, I, I always asked this question of, you know, how many more homes were sold since the internet? And if you average it out, it isn't that many more. No. I don't think it's even more i think the only thing that has been a real a real uh change change has been the pandemic right because of the work from home situation and everything else yep so um yep. yeah so i don't uh, you know it's it's like and but you know there's still a lot of agents top agents that don't use technology at all they're just it's the power of their fucking rolodex really yep. right so yep. you can say that i think you know and we we've had people on that were talking about how before the pandemic they may have had 4% market share, but then after they had eight because they yep. improved their systems and everything else. So you'll have that natural shrinkage for sure, right? So, um, but so far, it, you know, it's just more people are using agents and it's, and that agent population is growing, not shrinking. Sure. I mean, the, the last stat I, I saw from NAR is that um, it actually went up um, 1% or something, or went up like 6,000 agents, still down about 1% from last right. year, but it went up a quarter, like, or a month. I can't, you know, it's just fucking plot twist there a little bit, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to. It's God. This market, this everything is so hard to read. It's it's unbelievable. We need to get a fun economist on. 
you know, because I just play one on TV. <laughs> All right. Well, in any event, uh, cool. I mean, I'm glad we got to catch up. You know, it was great to see you in person and finally pay off one of my stake bets. Uh, yep. Do we yep. have any other outstanding? Uh, do I need to schedule more? You know what? We, we have to text with Martin and see if, uh, we've, if we've got something. Because we may have had something on the the end of the uh, what the inventory or what we sold for – 2003. Yeah. And if that's if it keeps going the trend we are, I, I'm going to probably owe you a That's zero. right. So we'll have, we right, have to go back I, to that episode. Well, we'll have to go and double check because I, I want to say I said under four million or is it four and I a think half it was million? About, I think you were like closer to four and I was still five. Closer yeah. to five. Yeah. 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 All right. Under. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, always great to hang out with you uh, as well as my Nate Ellis award-winning fabulous co-host Greg Robertson. Yeah. And thanks uh, for, uh, you know, all the yeah. great comments on social media and I'm just extremely humbled by everybody's response to that. And um, just yeah. really, and thank you so much to the listeners and everybody out, out there right. for their, their And great. Uh, next week, make sure to tune in to the first episode of monochrome and super straight. It was, <laughs> we were changing the format of our podcast. Apparently. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> All right. Thanks All everybody. Right. Have a good one. Listen, content is everything. Two brothers creative makes it look easy. Right now, business owners really only have two options. The first option is hire a big firm. Now this big firm's gonna come in, make you think that they invented all the algorithms and start charging you thousands of dollars every month. You don't wanna do that. Second option is to do it yourself. Well, that means you gotta learn SEO, SEM, copywriting, marketing techniques on the web. Ugh, you should be really focusing on your own product. But now there's a third option. It's called content in a box. Give Two Brothers Creative 30 minutes a week and they'll handle everything. Plus, they'll show you how to bring it in-house later on. They'll rebuild your marketing foundation and give you tools and techniques and a new marketing playbook that'll actually produce real results and help you grow your business. Two Brothers Creative will give you the confidence and know-how to tell the SEOs and SEMs and all those other acronyms to get fucked. You're in control now. Get started today at thecontentbox.com.